Hello and welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. Hello, Carl. How you doing? Hello, Mike. How you doing? I'm good. I'm are, good. Are you enjoying the weather? It's uh, it's pretty chilly out. It is pretty chilly out. It's nice and white out. Yeah. It, it, it's the first kind of like snow we've had that's laid for quite a bit yeah yeah it's nice to be indoors after being in that very chilly garage yeah i bet it is but uh yeah it took a took a quite a while to get everything to temperature well th- th- that's the problem like when your groundwater is you know being mm. pumped through snow sodden ground then you know it's gonna be pretty chilly yeah but we are brewing an appropriate beer for such a uh such cold a cold day, day. Yeah. something something dark something yeah. uh easy going yeah rather than intense what is it today we are brewing the traditional dark english mild oh yeah so it's cold out but it's mild in the glass yes yeah so there's yeah a lot of history from the the dark mild yeah uh, not all of it very positive you're making it i was gonna say you're making it sound very sinister it's not it's lovely um so this is part of uh Many episodes ago, we talked about the sort of the bitter spectrum when it came to ales, uh, where you had the sort of session bitter all the way up to the premium bitter. Whereas before session bitter, there's a, a style called mild, yeah, that is renowned for being super weak, almost yeah. Uh, dark, yeah. Uh, that you do get light milds as well, but we'll get to that yeah. much later. Um, and refreshing but still flavoursome okay yeah so uh, percentage wise we're talking like three percent really aren't we uh anywhere from like three till about 3.7 yeah something like so, that. so so the lower end of it so you know it's supposed to be very sessionable yeah okay sessionable easy going the important distinction between what makes it not just a weak stout is that you're not looking for a huge amount of sort of bitter aggressive dry roast that you might get in a stout or a porter. Yeah. You're looking for more of that sort of yeasty ester sort of um, rum raisin type. Yeah. Uh, brown sugary sort of flavours. So almost kind of like, like a little bit Christmas cakey, but lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still definitely a beer and still definitely malty. Um, As opposed to an actual Christmas cake. Yes. Uh, yeah. But it, it, and it can be, a very very nice style. Yeah, uh, it definitely suited for cast conditioning. Yeah, it it doesn't really do well on CO two. No, as, as much. Uh, but it, 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 I suppose it, it's the tradition of it, isn't it? It's that like the the preconception of what a beer, what a style should taste like, because that really does affect a lot of uh, people's interpretation of whether or not a beer is good. Is mm. their preconceived notion of what that beer should be yeah uh, which is why there you know there's that heavy knee-jerk reaction to uh kegged beers mm. um if, you if know, it's if, not familiar yeah yeah like people go oh no 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 if, if it's not cask then it's it, it's not it's not proper beer and it's like but it's it's more because not because they don't like it on keg but it's that preconceived notion of what it should and yeah, shouldn't yeah. taste like that keg used to be crap 10 years ago yeah exactly or ago. if it's keg it's lager yeah yeah um yeah. And uh, yeah, and similarly, you get a lot of negative uh, thoughts about what mild is based on what it used to be, not yes. on what it actually is these days. 
that you hear stories, or, or I've heard stories at least, of pubs treating the mild almost like the slops. Like it's the worst of the worst. It's yeah. the it's the runoff. It's the it's the beer that is means to an end entirely. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. So much so that rumours were that places would literally take the slops from the drip trays yeah, and chuck it and in. chuck it in the barrel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and then the ha- serve that to people. I imagine that probably did happen in a few places, but I really yeah. don't think it was a, a commonplace practice. But I mean, there again, like watering down beers was um, was quite a common yeah. practice in a lot of places. Um, and a, again, it's like, okay, did that actually happen as regularly as people say it did? Or was <laughs> it just one or two places and then the story spread? Yeah, loads yeah, of places yeah, yeah, were doing yeah. it. But, oh, look, everywhere's watering yeah, down. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and and it is really hard to know because, you know, um, now you get publicans, um, you know, who are doing it for the love of it and not just because it's a job, you know, especially mm. free houses where it's not owned by a brewery. Um, yeah, yeah. And they're doing it out of an enjoyment of actually running a pub. And it does seem very unlikely that, if you enjoy running a pub, you're going to be watering down your beer. <laughs> Whereas maybe if it was yeah. a brewery-owned one and they've just employed somebody who really doesn't care just a manager and they to, just want yeah. to turn a profit, then maybe that sort of thing would happen more regularly. But Yeah, and uh, I, I also assume with the with the wooden casks from many years ago, that type of thing was a bit easier to take. Oh, yeah, with. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, uh, it's very hard to, um, especially like kegged beers, you, you, you haven't got a chance of being able to tamper with yeah. that unless you've got the correct tools. The kind of modern, modern day casks, you probably could because, yeah. you know, you can just create an open hole in the top if you want. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to think that, you know, those sorts of practices are <laughs> long gone, very few and far yeah. between and, you know, a thing of the past, hopefully. Yeah. And th- they were always cheaper as well. Yeah, uh, that that was one of the sort of English traditions that you had bitter, and then if you didn't want to spend as much, you had the mild as well. Yeah, and uh, it was represented in the lower quality uh, to go with that, or at least uh, cheaper ingredients. Cheaper. So uh, is is a mild like you know traditionally were the um, you know second runnings, you know the the, the kind of like traditional small I know, beers. I know that that was a thing that happened uh, back in the day that you would have. Uh, similarly, these days where where uh, you have your sort of pre-sparge runoff yeah. as being like the premium stuff, that's, yeah. that's the really good stuff, then uh, you would have that second running and, yeah. and they would almost be brewed as two different beers. Yeah. And uh, so you'd sort of give the give the staff the, the crap stuff. And, yeah, and, so uh, like they were traditional, like small beers, weren't they? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it is interesting whether or not maybe mild came about from that, you know, where they had the bitter being yeah. the being the like the kind of premium stuff, and then whether or not miles actually came about as second running beer, yeah, which yeah. could you know go a long way to explain the low, like the perceived lower quality mm. um, and lower percentage, yeah, and and so all all of these sort of negative uh, historical factors. All, all combined to make it uh, have a reputation, as, especially with older uh, English people. That that because uh, you you will have people in the pub sort of say, "Oh yeah, I really like uh, like a, a nice flavoursome dark beer." Yeah, but I want something a bit weaker. And then you suggest a mild, and, and they, they go, go oh, oh, "No, I'm no, not I'm, drinking a mild. No, I'm not. I, I, no. I, I, I don't no. drink mild. Go. I don't like mild." Yeah, and it's like, well, you might like mild. Have you tried it? Yeah, and what? and that mild is now a style brewed regularly by breweries 
and actually treated with the respect of any beer that yeah. they make. Yeah, exactly. And and it's not just some slops in a barrel. Yeah. So I mean, uh, talking about kind of you know brewers taking care and attention. Um, t- take us through your <laughs> recipe. Yeah, uh, my mild. Uh, I I did do uh, sort of a mild a few years ago. <laughs> okay. You got, the- I mean, like, explain to me what sort of a mild. Is. Well, I I wasn't really sure. I wasn't going for a specific style or another. I thought something that might be quite interesting is to sort of do a either hoppy mild, but with less of the yeasty bits. Right. Uh, But then I also really like the idea of sort of session black IPAs. And so I was trying to do something in between the two. So it had some of that multi base and then that really big hop hit as well. How, how, How did it work out? It was lovely. Yeah. It was really nice. So I, I'm using a uh, an adjusted version of that recipe, right? Um, just with slightly less hops, and the hops I am using aren't going to be the uh, sort of new world stuff. I'm going for a bit more traditional English. Okay, so uh, like, have you done research into what a mild recipe is, and have you altered your recipe to fall more <laughs> in line with that? Uh, well, I, I, I did at the time. Uh, I think it was mostly coincidence rather than anything. <laughs> Get the get pretty much the right malts right okay uh, in the right amounts yeah but um i i have tinkered with it like just a little nudge here or there to get it more in line with what is 100 percent traditional so 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 like last time you were you weren't intending to make any specific sort of style no whereas this time you are intending to make a wild right so i'm taking what i've learned from that previous brewery yes yeah uh, yeah adapting so yeah uh first of all it's uh it's an English style of ale, so you've got to have the classic, the big boy, the wonderful, sweet, malt, <laughs> Maris Otter. Well, I mean, like, uh, we use Maris Otter for pretty much everything. If, yeah, if it's if it's an English style, yeah. it's going to have Maris Otter in. Yeah. I mean, like, hell, I mean, for American styles, I've used Maris Otter as well. Because <laughs> so. there's no reason not to. It's, it's really lovely. Good. It's fluffy. It's... Mm, it's it's a sweet dream. Mm, yeah, I mean, we, like we've eaten this a lot mm, and continue to. Yeah, I, I I actually don't know how much of this stuff I have eaten before. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be cresting like nearly a kilogram mm. of just raw grain I'm chewing on. Uh, weirdly, though, uh, after my morning coffee, mm. um, the marisota is tasting a bit more grassier than normal. I think okay. a bit more like planty, a bit more planty. Yeah, chlorophyllic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, we've we've tried this many times. There's not much more we can say about it that we haven't already said yeah. before. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. It's sweet. It's bready. It is just, uh, it's a crack and base malt. Mm. Um, for, well, it works you know. wonderful as a single malt Yeah. as well, like with our first episode of the Smash. Yeah. Um, yeah, lovely. No, I like it. Uh, what's, what's next then? Uh, next up, uh, we've used crystal malt. Quite okay. a lot in the past, yeah. Uh, but I've specifically gone for dark crystal oh. here. Uh, so, with that sort of darker edge to it, it is going to be a bit more uh, sort of brown sugary. Uh, get get a bit more of that uh, rummishness, maybe. Um, oh, yeah. But you're also going to get that sweet, that sweet crystal, uh, that sweet sugar crystal in the middle. Yeah, that's very raisiny. Mm. Like very, very raisiny. Oh yeah. Yeah, more than I was expecting. Yeah, that's very nice. It's sweet. Mm. Um, and cra- it is like, you know, if you have a 
uh, like a fruit scone and you get the the raisins that have been on the outside of the scone when it's cooked and they've went like kind of hard and crispy mm. and so you got that sort of <laughs> texture it's that lovely yeah, yeah. Like, i reckon you could just sprinkle these on top of ordinary scones and people would be like oh nice raisiny scone mm. oh that wouldn't be bad on uh maybe a bit of baking do like a natural mm. bread and sprinkle that on top yeah that'd be nice wouldn't it oh, marmite oh mm. marmite yeah, no, that's that's really nice. It's very sweet. That raisin flavour is really coming through. Yeah. Um, it's really going to help with the colour for the mild. Yeah. Um, and it's going to give it um, that sort of like mild raisin sort of taste that you are looking for. Mm, that's going to complement the yeast. Yeah, the like not, yeast, not overly yes, sweet. Like not overly sweet, but not real dry. No. Um, yeah, I think that's going to work really nice. Uh, then we got... Just a, a very small touch of chocolate malt. Yeah. Uh, which, again, I think I've used before. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we've definitely used chocolate. Um, wonderful to open the bag and smell that almost cocoa-y uh, aroma. It's like coffee. But, uh, yeah, very yeah. sort of coffee smell, isn't it? But very acrid and dry to taste. Yeah. Like, um, oh, burnt, burnt, burnt yeah. toast. But the thing is, is that doesn't come through um, in the actual beer. No, like you don't get that. It's not like adding, um, like, super dark roasted uh, barley, where you do get that sort of like almost burnt coffee sort of taste. Like mm. the chocolate malt, it's much more full on if you eat it as a grain than it than it does yeah, when yeah. it's in the beer. So if you are trying your grains before you're putting your recipe together. Don't be scared of chocolate malt <laughs> by going, oh, God, that's just going to taste like coffee. Yeah, yeah. I can't put much of it in at all. Like, you know. You can, you can. You can. But, it, well, it's, it's, go, it's going to, like, obviously stick within your percentages, but it is going to go chocolatey and lovely. It's not going to impart heavy coffee flavours. Mm. Uh, and then finally, and uh, this is one we've never brewed with uh, for the episode, but I did use it in the first batch. Yep. Uh, again, very light touch with this one because it is quite intense. It's amber malt. And uh, amber malt is one that is traditionally used in milds. Yeah. Um, but it does have a very big biscuit flavour. It's, it's not sweet. No. I'm not getting any biscuit. sweetness here. It's like, unlike biscuit malt, mm. where biscuit malt, you're chewing on that and you're like, oh, nice digestive. Mm. Like this is much more like a, I don't know, like a, a cracker. Yeah, no, like yeah. it's it doesn't have that much flavour of its own. I don't uh, find it, uh, it like it's there, but it's not as it's not as forward as say, um, like the uh, the chocolate or the uh, the crystal malt or even the marisotta. Yeah, I think having it after the chocolate is definitely uh, swamped it. I should have uh, had a bit of a palate cleanser. But mm. yeah, very dry, very yeah. uh, like it's 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 coating my mouth, but not in a slick way, not like oats do. It's it's definitely in a dusty way. Yeah, but, yeah. So when you say like real light touch, what sort of percentage with that one are you putting in? Um, I think I'm going as high as three, three, okay. three ish percent. So yeah, it's not very much at all, is it? Not not much. Um, it's quite a small batch, so I'm, I'm using not a huge amount. Uh, in total um, because amber malt is one that you do have to be a bit careful with um, because it can 
uh, unless you have a sort of huge sweetness or a huge intense hop flavor there yeah. to support it it can override everything else and okay and that's not you what you're out. looking for you, you i imagine you want more of that sort of like the uh the crystal malt that come through with that yeah. raisininess yeah you're looking for balance you're looking yeah. for you're looking for everything there to be detectable but yeah. nothing to dominate anything and, else. and that is one of the key things with uh miles is that they are balanced yeah like you have to if it's not balanced if you're getting one way or the other it's not mm. a good example of a mild unless you are consciously trying to do something like that if you're consciously yeah. trying to, i want to do a hop forward mild yeah yeah then you're breaking like i was sort of yeah trying, like yeah. you're breaking a sort you're breaking the sort of mold on a traditional mild that way mm. but you know if as long as long as what it comes out like is what you intended you've nailed it yep uh there is one area i am slightly deviating from normal what's that then and that um the hops i'm am using yeah uh, they are English hops. Uh, they're uh, they're not super new, but it's a newish variety. Yeah, uh, yeah, not even that new. Uh, called Endeavour. Yep. So rather than your ancient styles like your Fuggles or your East Kent Goldings, yeah. that tend to have more sort of grassy, earthy notes. Yeah. Uh, Endeavour's apparently a bit more black currently. Uh, okay. I've never brewed with it before, so I don't know exactly no, I don't, how I don't it's going. I have either. But I do have a a few leaves here. Yep. If you want to smash your face into that so obviously um when you say this is like black currently um you're not going to get much of that through because you're you're not doing any mm. um late additions with this so you're using this purely for bittering well yeah mostly bittering um it's not a huge amount of alpha either so most of what i've got is going in there again yeah. you, but i mean you don't want it super bitter anyway you don't you want as i as i said with the malts it is all about balance with a mild you want the hops to be just perceptible. Like, if you're really looking for them, you can find them. Yeah. But you don't want it to be the main focus. You, so, what what is your IBU level um, that you're uh, looking for? Yeah, low. Um, uh, where's the numbers? So, so, so IBUs, for anybody who... Because uh, we don't talk about IBUs that often, uh, is the, it stands for International Bittering Unit. So, it's basically they're just trying to standardise... Um, you know how bitter something is so if you look at a lot of pale ales um especially we went through a period of like ipas and they were just raving on how much ibus they were it's like ah oh, it's really bitter it's like 70 ibus 100 odd ibus um yeah but yeah like you know it's it is it's just a way of measuring but it's a it's a hard thing to measure i think yeah, yeah, especially with yeah, what else is in the beer? Yeah, exactly, yeah. and you know, a, a lot of it I think is probably down to uh, personal taste as well as 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 you go. Mm. Oh, I think that is really bitter, and somebody else might go, "No, I don't think that is." <laughs> um, but then it was also used for like how hoppy something was going to be, and it's like mm. you can't have bittering unit if it's like that's super hoppy. It's like okay, but hoppiness and bitteriness is different. Y- yeah. So <laughs> even though it's derived from the hops, yes. and traditionally yeah, yeah. some people have used the hoppy to describe the bitterness. Yeah. There. So it's, so it's messy. So what are your IBUs? Uh, IBUs? So yeah, my mild uh, ranges are very low when it comes to IBU. Like you, you're really not looking the for that uh, sort of West Coast pale smack in the yeah, face. Yeah. Uh, the 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 refreshingness comes more from. A the low ABV, yeah, and and B that sort of more sort of dry biscuit 
yes, sort yeah, of yeah. Uh, notes. You're, you're really looking to avoid the sort of super heavy sweet. Yeah. I'm not going to be adding lactose or anything like that. To... But no, I've got lactose mild. <laughs> oh, no, nah, I couldn't Milk think. mild. Lovely. Nah, no, no, it wouldn't be. <laughs> oh, you could make it like a cup of tea. Yeah. Oh, nah, nah, I'm out. Ooh, black tea, milkshake mild. <laughs> Builder's brew. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Traditional. We're doing it. We're doing it properly. Oh, yeah. So yeah, like you, you really don't want it anywhere above sort of twenty-five, like at a push thirty. Yeah. Um, and because the rest of the beer is so uh, balanced but low down. Yeah. If you do push it above thirty, it's going to be a lot more noticeable than in a sort of sweet six percent IPA. Yeah. Where you know a, a an IBUs of forty isn't going to be noticed. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, light touch, difficult style. Yeah, it, but I mean, it's it's one of the things where um, kind of like lagers, you know, when we when we were brewing with lagers, um, I find lager to be quite a quite a hard style to get right. Yeah, because there's nowhere for the mistakes to hide. Yeah, and, and and with with the lager, the ingredients are really simple. Yeah, really and, straightforward. But the thing is, but you, you you have to. You have, but the thing is, you have to nail the process. Yeah, and you have to get it balanced because otherwise, it's not like you yeah, know yeah, where yeah. you're doing like an IPA with like you know ten different hops where you can whiff the whiff the hop ratios slightly because there's so much there you can hide mm. behind it. It's going to be the same with the mild. You don't have a lot of area to yeah, mess up yeah. the recipe like if it's not balanced it's going to become immediately obvious yeah, yeah. It's, that it's, it's not balanced it's almost the complete counterpoint to the lager in that terms in that the process is actually really simple and yeah. mild like it's bung it in a thing add some yeast yeah away done. it goes but it is crucial having that balance of ingredients and getting yeah. percentages perfect like, I mean, it's, like it's a lot more iterative in that way yeah. than a lot of other styles yeah i mean you do have to make sure that like all of your beers are balanced in the way yeah. that fits the style but some styles lend themselves more to hiding mistakes yeah, yeah. um than other styles and i think mild's one of those ones where it's going to become quite obvious yeah, if you've yeah. whiffed it which, thinking about it, may have actually contributed to why it got such a bad reputation. Very, yeah, very it's, possibly. Uh, if it takes a few years to really iterate down to your yeah. perfect mild recipe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, I mean... Uh, oh, what? and uh, yeast. Oh, wise. yes, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah just using your standard Nottingham Ale yeast. Ah, oh, classic. Yeah. So uh, you're going to get those esters that you're after. Yeah. Um, you're going to get that sort of classic English ale yeah. taste uh and uh, going further back mild is a uh style that is more associated with the midlands as well yeah uh and so going for a midlands yeast rather than like a fuller's yeast or, or yes, something like yeah, that yeah. I, I know that there's not a huge amount of variation in the english ale yeasts out there yeah um when it comes to like the actual beers but it's. I'm still trying to go authentic here. Yeah, so. no, that makes sense. Talking about fullers. Oh shit! Sorry for swearing, but it's beer ye, beer ye. It's time for the beer news. Yes, it's a big one. Fullers have been bought by Asahi. Oh god. Yeah. Well, this could be problematic, couldn't it? Yeah. Because Fullers have recently acquired Darkstar. Yeah, and we trusted Fuller's to leave Darkstar alone <laughs> and not tinker with it too much because you know because we love Darkstar beers. We, well, like, yeah. like, like, like we like Darkstar beers, and I mean Fuller's—they're they, they, not 
Like they don't make bad beer. No. So it's like, okay, well, you guys, you guys do beer and you like it. Uh, you've now got Darkstar and they make good beer and you like it, so you're not gonna you're not gonna touch it. But what's Asahi gonna do? Like, uh, like do, do like, is Asahi gonna go in and go right, Darkstar? This is what's happening. Yeah. Rather than just leaving them alone. Yeah, and it is important to note that uh, Fuller's have, uh, as part of the sale, split their sort of property business. So all the all the pubs that they own, all the tied pubs that are tied with Fuller's, will stay in their possession. Yeah, Asahi have just bought the uh, the beer, the brewing, the distribution network yeah. side of the business. So all your Fuller's pubs will stay Fuller's pubs. Fuller's, yeah. But you might not see Fuller's beers. If there is a disagreement, or, 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 well, down, yeah, right? that's it. It's, it's if there's a disagreement. Whereas I imagine Fuller's pubs will still probably have a deal with yeah yeah their their ex breweries to keep them supplied because i'd like to think that sahi have looked at it and went okay no this is this is working the way it is let's not tinker with it too much because you know if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah but then we said that about fuller's buying dark star well that is true so well, that yeah. is that that is big news. I think it's going to be one of those we just have to wait and see. It's not necessarily a negative. No, and one thing uh, that it does give is a, a a sort of positive support and reinforcement that the cask beer industry is doing well. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like when it's attracting the attention of uh, big investors, yeah. multinational. Yeah. Investing. Then it's like okay, right? They they they're wanting a piece of that action because it's doing well. Yeah, and uh, as we've said before, a lot of styles shouldn't be well. It should rarely be put in cask. Should be kegged. But there are some styles, mild included, that are just better in cask yeah. than they are. I mean, in keg. like kegged mild. You don't see I'm, that often, do you? Not very often. No. no. Um, so yeah, it, it's. Uh, yeah, I it, can't imagine us out here going to start just going right. Sod it. Let's start kegging all of the miles. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, London Pride on keg. Yeah, no, I'm all right, thanks. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's a, a positive thing, I think, and it shows that the industry is expanding because uh, yeah. obviously beer sales are up. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of different sectors are up, so it's like yeah kegged sort of interesting beers and cask beers i think are also increasing yeah um so yeah yeah it could be good talking about beer oh should we have a beer yes all right then so what we've got here then mike all right we have from butilia's which, oh, we get them so much. but We do, but it, like... <laughs> the recipe's on there. I know, it, that's amazing. They, they do everything. so well with it. So, Boutilliers uh, have done a green hop mild called okay. Sleep Delays. Sleep Delays. So, for those that don't know, green hop is when you take the fresh hops from the vine and you put it straight in the beer without drying it. Oh, uh, Obviously, wet. this is a little bit after that. Uh, because hop season is more like your September time. So yeah. you normally see start to see the green hop beers around November, like end of September, November yeah. time. Uh, wait, there's October in between those two, isn't there? There is class- yeah. classic October. <laughs> yeah, you start seeing them in October, November. There you go. Classic October. Uh, classic October. Love it. 
so obviously having it in January uh, is, uh, or technically February now. Does it have a bottled on date? Uh, let's have a little look. Um, no, but it's, well, uh, not that I can see. Okay. But it does have a best before as right. being May. So right. we're, you know, uh, towards, we're, we're on uh, the, the back th- end of it. The two thirds way through it. Yeah. Which for something that is trying to go hops isn't great because they're the first thing to diminish, whereas the malt character develops lovely. Yeah. Um, right. So, yes, uh, having a look, quick look at the entirety of the recipe, which is on the bottle. Yeah. Um, you do have Marisotta, obviously. Yeah. Uh, there is some Pilsner in there. Okay, interesting. Uh, which yeah, might give... I think there's so much else going on that that's not going to sing through, but we'll no. find out. Crystal. Yep. Lovely. Classic. Oats. Okay. For Adding for a bit of mouthfeel there. Mouthfeel in a mild. Might yep. be nice. Uh, you got the chocolate malt, and then you got some roasted barley as well. So no amber. No. I mean, I, I am wondering whether or not like the, the oats, because, I mean, one of the things you that you know you associate with the mile as it being a bit thinner yeah. so whether or not they've put the oats in there to kind of just you know counteract that more yeah but will that remove the refreshing nature of the mild who knows there's only it, one way to find out it, it is low abv wise it's 3.1 uh they've also given the og there's not many places that give the og og at, uh 1.033 wow so to get down to 3.1 there's uh, presumably still quite a bit of sugar in there hmm yeah Always. So. Let's have a little go. Okay. So a bit, bit, bit chocolatey, but yeah, a bit, a bit a, chocolate, but, but a bit uh, yeasty as well. Yeasty I'm, going, I'm getting a lot of the uh, the, the yeasty aromas. Mm. Right. I'm going to go in. It's going in. How's he feel about it? Hmm. I'm going to yeah. go in too. A bit. Yeah. <laughs> You've got. A dryness, but it is a roast dryness. Um, it's more like a stout than I was expecting. Yeah, well, it's it's got a it's got a heavy bitterness. Yeah, the the fact that there's uh, green hop, they have made a, a big point of the fact that there's Northern Brewer hops. Okay, and Green Challenger. Okay, challenges the hop, and then Green is the green version of that. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Um, they've come up with a new hop called no. Green Challenger. No, no, uh, and the IBUs eighteen point three. So yeah, very low down there. It is very low down there, but the the, the bitterness really sings through. I wonder mm. if that's to do with the um, the greenness of the hop. Maybe might might not have that acid. Yeah, well, because you, cause you need to like if you're using green hops, you need to put in a lot more than you would of a dry hop. Yeah. Um, well, due to their convenient bar chart, we know that they put in a lot. It. It, it, <laughs> I, it do runs... lo- I do love that. Is that the same amount as uh, Marisotta? Uh, <laughs> I because, don't think because, my weight. Because the line is exactly the same amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do you think that's to do with kilograms? I, I like, think that's, that's the just... same amount of kilograms of that green is, hop. Uh, as far as the bar chart goes. Right, so it's... Oh, wow, it's right, okay. Yeah all the way around exactly so yeah uh thank you very much butilias for your fascinating recipes on the yeah, bottles and I, I, it is one of the things i absolutely love about yeah. um their bottles is the fact that you you can just see the recipe not exact numbers but you go right there's this 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 and this and mm. to this percentage yeah so the, uh, any budding home brewer you 
like they they do some fantastic styles. You might not personally enjoy every single style that they do, but it's still really useful to try it anyway and try and pick out the malts and the hops and knowing what percentages they are. Yeah. So. Now, I've just had a second taste of that and yeah. it's nowhere near as bitter the second time round. Yeah. Nowhere First near. First drink it, of the yeah, day. Yeah, it is much, much lower down. I mean, it is quite early. Mm. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm picking out a bit more raisin. You know, and character. I've just literally, this morning, I've just been having like tea and stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it's it's much more balanced second drink round. Mm. I'm getting, I'm not getting like the heavy raisin, but I am getting some nice chocolatey notes. Um, yeah. It's still on the hoppier end, but yeah. not as hoppy, I think, as it was. But they are, I think they are aiming towards it being slightly hoppier version of a mild than a yeah than a, than a full rounded mild. The fact that they you know they are aiming for it to be look green hops. That's what we're using. They're almost kind of showcasing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, um, this is a speciality mild. It's not yet. Yeah, this isn't just a bog standard mild. Mm. Um, this is something a bit a bit more interesting. Um, and I think the oats are there in the mouthfeel. Yeah, it does feel thicker. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, That's, milds tend to have that sort of uh, more, not, not sort of soda watery, but sort of that real thin, easy going. Yeah, you're supposed uh, to you're like like they're neckable. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas that, yeah, it does does feel bigger. Feels definitely feels bigger than three point one. Yeah, it tastes darker than it is. If that mm. makes sense. Yeah, because it's it's just a sort of dark brown. It's not even black. It's uh, no. Yeah, very good. Uh, a bit of a shock at start, but I think that might, we might just be suffering from it being the first drink of the day, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and, it and not, eating and lots it, of raw malt and it, it not yet being noon. Yes, <laughs> so yeah, there is that. Um, yeah, fantastic, <clears throat> lovely. Okay, yeah, no, I like that. Um, I'm going to be very interested to see what is next and how they compare. Mm. Right, what is next? Next is uh, a brewery called St. Peter's. Uh, mm. I don't think we've had any St. Peter's on the show yet. No, no. Um, I've drank some of their beer before. Oh, have you? Uh, but I haven't had this one. So it's St. Peter's Mild. Mm. Uh, it's 3.7%. Um, they're a little blurb on the black, black back. Uh, a classic example of a beer, mild in hops, but not in flavour. Sweetness balanced by bitter chocolate malt to produce a rare but much uh, sought after traditional mild. So they have went full traditional mild. Yeah. Um, one thing to note uh, is not just bottle shape, because St. Peter's, I think they always kind of do this bottle shape. Green glass. Mm, it's a dark green. It is a dark green. It's not your Grolsch sort of, or your Beck's brightness. No, no, no. It's not, it's, like, it's not like a lurid green. But with something that is mild in hops, you're probably not that bothered about something getting light struck. Yeah. But uh, I mean, so explain that. As yeah. Well. So um, the the reason most uh, kind of breweries that really kind of care about their beer use a brown glass is that it cuts down UV massively. So if it's stored on shelves, um, if it's stored in pubs, or anywhere like that, anywhere that sunlight can get to it. It helps cut down the amount of UV that gets into the bottle. UV is the enemy of, <laughs> of hops. hops, essentially. Yeah. Um, not necessarily hops on like you know as a plant, but the the molecules um, that make up that hop flavour 
that you want in beers gets denatured uh, by sunlight, uh, falls apart, and you end up with something that is referred to as catty. Mm. So t- it ends up t- tasting a bit musty and a bit like licking a wet cat, by all accounts. Yeah. Uh, having never licked a wet cat. No. Nope. But I do know what my dog smells like. That's so, different. You know, I don't know how. I mean, I don't know. How, are they different? I don't know how similar they uh, get. You, you've got cats. Yeah, I'm assuming you've licked a wet one. Well, they lick themselves dry, so I don't, I don't know. I don't understand how that works. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it's because cats, instead of tongues, they have little bits of sandpaper. <laughs> right. Okay. And that just removes all the moisture somehow. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is that is what lightstruck is, and um, it's often a sign of breweries either fast turnover. Mm. You know, so they're not really bothered about using... Yeah, um, European lagers. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I personally try to avoid anything in clear glass, mm. uh, unless I know how it's stored. So I, I personally... <laughs> like Newcastle Brown. Like, yeah. I mean, hey, that was good, though. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't use anything other than brown glass for home brewing. Mm. Uh, because yeah, I know yeah. something, some things are going to be sat on the shelf and they could be sat there for quite a while. I, I did, used to, because uh, I managed to get a large amount of Grolsch flip tops. Yeah. Um, this is before I found out about the light struck thing. Yeah. Um, so I did have quite a lot of my early beers in green glass. So It just so happens that a lot of the light, uh, the early beers I did weren't hop forward styles. Yeah. So it was like like like, like green glass isn't as bad. Like no. green glass does cut down on uh, a good chunk of UV a hell of a lot more than clear glass will. Mm. Um, but it's there doesn't seem to be a, that much of a price difference at um, home brewer level between buying brown glass, green glass, and no. clear glass. I don't know if there is a commercial level, though, so whether or not it's a mm. cost-cutting thing. Who knows? But I imagine a lot of places use clear glass to make their beer look better. Yeah, because there's a bit you can more mystery in a, in a darker glass. Yeah. Right, anyway, the St. Peter's Mild. St. Peter's Mild. Well, you've already had uh, a sniff and oh, a yeah. taste while I was nattering oh, away about yeah. Lightstruck and licking wet cats. So <laughs> how do you feel about it? Uh, it's a lot sweeter, uh, but it's still got that dryness. This is what I recognise as a classic mild. It's got just that level of yeasty ester coming through, yep. not too much, just enough sweetness, not too much. It's yeah, it's really balanced. Yeah. I mean, you could drink that all day. It's like pop. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it, it, pop. Yeah, it's got that. It's got the raisininess to it, mm-hmm. but it's not super bitter. Yeah, there's um, chocolate there. Yeah, you've not- got a nice bit of chocolate. Uh, you've got... A, a bitterness from the hops, but mm-hmm. you've not got a lot of hop character going on there. Just a touch of roast, but again, again, like just not really heavy. Yeah. It, yeah, it's the sort of thing that you know everybody in your nan could happily drink and not be offended by. <laughs> yeah, if there was nothing else, this would be. Oh more yeah, than- yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, like, there's definitely points where I go, oh no, I'm just in the mood for that sort of beer, mm. like where I just want to kind of chuck something down my neck hole. Yeah, and going back and trying the Butilias as well, the the hop character of that definitely comes forwards a lot more. Uh, and the, the, the bitter finish, uh, despite only being 18 uh, IBUs, it's way more noticeable. I'm not getting that as much. Okay. De- definitely not as much as like, like the, 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 first, the first sip of uh, the Butilias the one. Yeah. I, I was like, whoa, that is, big, yeah. that is heavy on the bit. I was like... I don't know if I could take that down as quickly mm. as I would want to for that sort of percentage. 
with that level of bitterness. But then, actually, I think it was just a case of, look, it's it's 11 a.m. It's your first beer of the day. <laughs> Again, yeah, if you're... Uh, and this is another pointer. If you are trying multiple beers in one day, in one session, one beer will master the next. You yeah. do have to have two or three sips before you're truly experiencing just that beer. Yes. But by then, it might be masking itself in certain ways. Yeah. So it, can, it can be tricky. Don't, so, yeah, don't that, worry too much. Don't, don't judge a beer by its first sip, I no. think, is the key thing. Because a- anything you've had in your mouth beforehand is going to change how you experience that yeah. beer the first time. And, oh, also if you haven't had anything. So um, when I work away, I don't drink for the entire time away. As mm, soon as weeks, as, as soon as I'm back, the first beer I have or anything like of any any sort of alcoholic beverage tastes so intense. Right. Like of, of rid- alcohol. Right? Uh, well, of the alcohol, but also like especially um, mm. I'll find I can't go into because I fly back from Aberdeen and one of the beers that they have uh, in the airport bar is punk IPA, mm. um, and I can't have punk IPA Cause as my as my first beer because it's just too much. I'm like, <laughs> wow. nope, After no, two no, weeks of nothing. Like, like this, this is too much. Like, I think last time I had a Guinness. Yeah, because uh, their bars aren't amazingly well stocked. <laughs> it's an airport bar, like, exactly. Um, or like, I often go for a lager because I know that's yeah. going to be fairly easy going. Whereas um, if if they had something like this, yeah. So like that, just that difference that. You know, if, if it's your first drink of the day, you can you can find flavors a bit too much. Um, mm. So always give things another try. I think. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, with multiple tries and uh, multiple gulps as well, this, this St. Peter's mild. Yeah, cracking mild. That's nice. Yeah, I like that. It's pretty much what I'd be expecting if if I was buying a mild. It's pretty much exactly what I'd want, really. Yeah. Should we try another one? Let's have another. One. So, what we've got here then, Mike? So, third and final, uh, we've got a beer that is very regularly on cask at our local. Yep. It is by a brewery called Vale Brewery, and it is Black Swan Mild. Black Swan Mild. So, do you think this is like um, like the Scrumpies when they used to have like rats in them? <laughs> They've <laughs> just got, got a black swan in it's there. It's got a chunk of swan. You've yeah. A but a black, you, know, you never see black swan, do you? No. Normally, mm. normally just like, you know, they're a very white bird. <laughs> The old, the old swan. But yeah, it, it uh, mentions dark and smooth with hints of chocolate and coffee on the nose and a soft, rich, rounded malt finish. Um, bottle conditioned, but uh, much higher carbonation than the other two so far. The other two have been a lot more subdued in that regard, a lot more similar to what you would see in cask, whereas this one seems a little bit more... That is very carbonated. Uncooperative, yeah. That was uh, very- as I say, bottle conditioned, so uh, there's the potential that there might have been. Have you rinsed that bottle? Like that. Yes. Did you look at it? Uh, not before rinsing it. No. Okay. Because I've seen so many times things say, "Oh, bottle conditioned," and it's like clear glass, and you look at it, and there's not a hint of yeast. And it's like, stop lying. Yeah. Like I pulled that carefully for nothing. Exactly. It was like, <laughs> so yeah, I am. All, I do always like to check when people are like, "Oh, yeah, it's bottle conditioned." It's like, is it? Hmm. Well, that's... It's um, very carbonated. It is. It uh, smells real nice, though. I, d- I don't think it's very carbonated. I think it's it's more than the other two, definitely, and noticeably more, uh, even to the point where there's perhaps a hint of carbonic acid. But I'm it's... getting a lot of effervescence. I'm getting a, I'm getting it to the level of that I would expect from, um, you know, kind of a European-style um, mm. beer. 
a Schwarzbier type. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where it's almost kind of like real crackly and a bit painful on the tongue. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm not I'm not getting that much. Oh, really? But, I, uh, I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's a negative. Mm. What I'm saying is that's what I'm getting. Yeah. And it's it's what you wouldn't traditionally get with a mild, because milds were traditionally cask only. Um, but saying that, the the flavour is quite balanced. Mm. Not not as sweet as the St. Peter's. No, it's, it, 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 as it, is, it, is, it, uh, it is drier than the St. Peter's. And... That sort of like roasty bitterness is there, but again, not in heavy amounts, which is exactly no. what you'd expect from a mild. It's exactly what you want from a mild. No. It's not heading down that sort of like black IPA or porter no. style route. No. It's just went for the, this is nice, it's balanced, and yeah, I, I think it's a good example of a mild. Yeah, nice subtle aroma to get your face stuck in as yeah. you have a sip. Uh, Thin. But- as well yeah so it, like, but there again that's what you expect um it was the same with the st peter's the st peter's was thin enough so it's almost mm. it's almost thirst quenching um unlike Despite the batilias yeah. yeah unlike the batilias which had a bit more sort of body to it so it was like it was it had a a mouth coating sort of feel mm. both nice but this uh yeah getting a bit almost sort of uh barky flavors barkish flavors mm. uh yeah. woody sort of stuff as as well as coffee and uh it's not it's not as creamy chocolate either it's it's uh no it's yeah. more of a dry like a mm. dark dark chocolate well yeah i i mean uh i i have had this on cask many times yeah i think it does suit that lower carbonation level yeah i think it's better on cask than it is in bottle um mm. i mean you know, we do have a hand pull in the house. We could have just got casks of everything in. <laughs> it's true. But it's I true. don't think I'm going to get through three casks of mild no, no. in the next four days. No, because that's 72 pints in, yeah. a, in a standard cask yeah. or firkin, as they call yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, we'll stick to the bottles, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're all, they're all very nice beers. I think uh, the St. Peter's and the Black Swan are more of an, a good example of a traditional mild, whereas the Batilia's is... As yeah. as as it is saying it is, a bit of a variation. It's, it's a bit of a variant on that, and I think it does it very well. Uh, it is more hop forward, um, but I do think that is what they were aiming to do, and I think they've done that. I think they've done it well. It still balances well with the malt. I think it still balances well with the the yeast yeah, profile yeah. as well. It's very nice bit different to a standard mild but mm. again i don't think that's exactly what they were going for yeah and um, yeah mild is also such a weird sort of in the air type yeah. category it's not quite as defined as others no so um have fun with it do what you want but yeah between the st peter's and the veil one mm, i don't know i think because it's because it's morning time i'm yeah. i'm erring on the side of the st peter's Okay. Um, then uh, I am the veil. I think the veil one would suit being sat in front of an open fire at <laughs> round yeah, about yeah. five o'clock in the afternoon with a book. A bit more bite. Yeah. Uh, whereas the St. Peter's is lovely, chocolate smooth. It's a really nice um, breakfast, mild. With with an interesting aftertaste. Mm. But it 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 lacks that sort of uh, crisp bite that the, the veil has. Potentially aided by that higher carbonation, uh, as well as uh, a sort of drier malt. Yeah, yeah. That th- three very nice beers. Yeah, lovely. Right. Um, do do we know what we're brewing next time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We're, no. not, we're not going to tell anyone. No, no, no. I'm going to do. I'm going to do a ghost. <laughs> ah, you're doing Ooh, a ghost. I'm going to yeah. give it a ghost. In, inspired by anything uh, in particular. Well, um, I t- I, yeah. I, well, we'll see what we can get a hold of, and see if we can get a hold of what it's inspired by. Yes, we'll see. <laughs> no secrets. No, actually, loads of secrets. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my my intention is to um, kind of aim for a sort of like margarita ghost. Mm, you know, to, like, 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 just to balance out the, you know, the saltiness with a little bit of lime. Anyway, we can talk about that next episode, yeah. can't we? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, don't forget to rate us on whatever uh, media platform you're using. Yeah, uh, just, really uh, helps just, with our visibility. Yeah, yeah visibility is nice with a, just even a uh, star review. Um, also, we have social media on Instagram, Twitter, that type of thing. Yeah, it's normally at by the mash tub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, get involved. Uh, recommend things. Who knows? Yeah, we, uh, and we might, you know. Tell your friends about it as well. Yeah. If, you, like, like, if you like it, chances are people you know might like it, especially anybody that's into homebrewing or just into beer yeah. in general. Anyone um, who's expressed any type of interest in maybe getting into homebrew maybe yeah. one day. Just just say, look, you got to listen to By the Mashton because, ah. you know, these guys, they're awesome mm. and they like beer. So and listen they, to them. They, they drink mild at 11. They do, hardcore. Mm. Anyway, on that note. Ah, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye.